0: Chapter 3 of Billy Whiskers at Home. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by T.R. Love of Pleasant Hill, California. Billy Whiskers at Home by Francis Trego Montgomery. Chapter 3. Sal Scruggs Defies Ship anyhow i am going to try it determined sal i can but fail and it will give the rest of you stay-at-homes something to bet on whether i win or the dog well if you come home with bleeding ankles and half your tail pulled out don't say no one warned you not to go look shep is half asleep stretched there in the middle of the broken fence thinking to himself that none of the cows will even try to pass him. I'll just go pretty near the opening, eating as I go along, until I see him close his eyes. Then I'll take a running jump over the fallen rails, and off down the road I'll go. I'll take the road from home, as there is a nice thick woods down that way, where I can hide until he stops hunting for me, said Sal. I tell you, you aren't counting on Shep being different from other dogs who have chased you. But you will find there are dogs and dogs. Shep belongs to the kind that never gives up. I don't care, tee keep your eyes open, for I am off. Five minutes later, there was a sharp bark from Shep, and when the cows stopped eating to look up to see what caused it, All they saw was a thick cloud of dust, with Sal Scruggs running like mad, and a bundle of yellow hair following in leaps and bounds. Oh, dear, said Sal Scruggs to herself, that dog is gaining on me. I thought that with my long legs I could outrun any dog, but this one is coming like the wind and is surely gaining on me. My only hope is to jump this barbed-wire fence which he can't crawl through and make for the woods at the other side of the field where he can't see me just as shep reached her and gave one nip at her heels taking out a small piece of flesh sal jumped the fence it being higher than she calculated instead of landing on her feet as usual she caught her foot on the top wire which threw her on her nose and she fell nearly breaking her neck but in a minute she was up and off again across the field running faster than ever for now she began to know for a certainty that unless she gained the shelter of the woods and hid in the thick underbrush she was lost and shep would bite her unmercifully unless she went back to the herd and she did not care to return and endure their laughter at her expense after all her vain boasting while she was running across the lot for dear life shep was barking in anger at the closely woven barbed wires that kept him from the pursuit he tried jumping the fence but could not and was about to run around the field when he spied a small hole under the fence in a jiffy he was scratching making the dirt fly out in a shower behind him as he made the hole large enough for him to squeeze under and just as sal scruggs entered the woods and turned her head to see where shep was expecting to see him running aimlessly up and down the road she saw him coming like mad already half across the field With a quick plunge into the deep bushes, she stood still, hoping to hide from him. She scarcely breathed, for fear of betraying her presence, but, alas, she had forgotten that dogs do not have to trust to their eyes to find things, but that they are given a sense of smell which aids them wonderfully. The minute Shep entered the woods, he saw some bushes were slightly moving, so he went directly to them and as he approached, the scent of a cow grew stronger and stronger. Peering through the bushes, he spied Sal Scruggs, standing stock still, staring back at him. Her eyes distended with fear, for by this time, Sal Scruggs knew she had found her master and was frightened to death. "'Hear you, Sal!' "'Come out of those bushes and march straight back to the pasture, "'or I'll nip your ankles until they bleed,' barked Shep. "'I'll do nothing of the kind, for you don't belong to our farm, "'and consequently it is none of your business what I do,' she answered. "'Oh, yes, it is my business, "'because my master told me not to allow a single cow "'out of the pasture while he was gone. "'You heard him say it. "'Still, you thought you would go just to be mean. Now I'll bark three times, and on the third bark, you chase yourself toward home, or I'll show you. And what is more, I'll bite you every time you try to get away from me. Bow, wow, wow. By the second wow, Sal Scruggs bounded out of the bushes in the opposite direction from the pasture, and hooked her way through the thick bushes straight for a little lake that lay sparkling in the sunshine here you long-legged cross-eyed cow don't think you are going to lose me in these woods for you are not even if the thorns and briars do pull the hair off my skin on on faster and faster went sal scruggs straight for the lake though the hide on her back was scratched by the long cruel thorns on the thorn-apple trees under which she ran anything was better than being bitten by She had just come out of the woods to a smooth piece of ground where she expected to make great headway and outdistance distance Shep when, chancing to look behind her, she saw Shep within thirty feet of her running with mouth open and showing to advantage his glistening teeth. Oh my, he is going to catch me, but I will try one more way to dodge him. I will run into the lake. She increased her speed, but to no avail. She could hear him coming closer and closer, and just as she reached the shore of the lake, she felt his warm breath on her legs, and expected to feel his sharp teeth sink into her ankles, when with one plunge she threw herself into the deep water and began to swim for the opposite shore. Shep did likewise, and her hope that he would not follow her into the water was blasted. "'As she swam, he barked to her, "'If you don't turn toward the pasture when we land, "'I'll bite a big piece out of your hind leg "'and no fooling about it either.' "'On hearing this,' Sal said to herself, "'I guess he means it. "'So I might just as well give up now "'and go back to the pasture "'as to wait until I'm all bitten up. "'I guess my aunt was right.' shep never gives up chasing an animal until he has it where he wants it consequently when she landed on the opposite shore she cut sticks for the home pasture as fast as her legs would carry her what was shep's surprise when he returned to find that while he had been gone all the other cows had walked out of the pasture and were now ambling leisurely down the road away from home but it took only a few minutes for him to run past them, and head them toward home again. He had just succeeded in getting them all back in the pasture, and was taking a much-needed rest, when he saw Mr. Watson, Mr. Jones, and their two hired men coming down the road to mend the fence. When they arrived, Mr. Watson noticed that Shep was wringing wet, and he said, "'Why, Shep?' how in the world did you manage to get so wet there is no water nearer than the lake and i do not think you would leave the cows you were in charge of long enough to go for a swim but chancing to look up just then he saw sal scruggs too was wet all over and he exclaimed i think i begin to see the light that impish cow of yours sal scruggs got out of the pasture and went over to the lake and she and shep have both been in the water and i think if the truth were known it was she who broke down the fence and let out all the other cows i believe so too replied mr jones and this settles it i am tired of her tricks and i am going to put her up for sale to-morrow she never gave much milk and I can't fatten her for beef. No matter how much I feed her, she never takes on a pound of flesh. So why keep such a mean animal? Sal Scruggs, you hear that? You are going to be sold to-morrow. Now, don't you wish you had taken your old aunt's good advice and not broken down the fence? Twitted one of the herd. No, I don't. I have had some excitement, and I would just as soon be sold as not for I am tired of living my life among such old fogies as you. If I don't like the people to whom he sells me, I shall jump the fence and run away. Yes, and if you keep that up much longer, you will find yourself hung up by one leg on a hook in a butcher shop one of these days. But I am only wasting breath talking to you, said Sal's aunt, and she turned her back and walked off shaking her head in dismay at the actions of her wayward niece. End of chapter 3